Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. And you guys are in for an absolute treat. Not only is it our return to the mics after a month hiatus, give or take, due to work, life, personal things all getting in the way, but it's also the weekend of celebration. So we have got a, a ton of stuff to get through, so much so that we don't think we can get through it in one session. Yes, our podcasts tend to overrun. Today, we're going to try and keep it a little bit more under wraps. Reason being is that we are a few people down today. Uh, so for those of you first joining us, my name is Alex. I'm your host. Good for you to join us. If this is a returning uh, listen to the podcast, thank you very much for your loyalty. Thank you very much for your friendship. It means a hell of a lot to us. If this is the first time you have found us, welcome. We are here to talk about everything and anything Star Wars. And yeah, this weekend of celebration, oh my God, there is a ton of stuff to talk about. But I'm not alone. Uh, if I was, that would be a very, very boring podcast. Um, with me is the first lady of the Jedi Council, Miss Mera Ranger. Say hello, Mera. Hello, Mera. Hello. And also is Mr. Contrary himself, Alistair Clark. Say hello, Ali. Hello, Ali. Hello. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> oh, brilliant, guys. Can we put this down in the notary to say this is the first Jedi Council podcast without Dave? Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah, that, that's why I decided to play ball. It's, it's um, you know, you, you're kind of taking them off of the team there, Rally. Much appreciated. Um, okay. And um, <laughs> But yes, obviously, we are missing um, my good buddy and brother in force, Dave, and Mr. Lego himself, Andy, this week uh, due to life and stuff getting in the way. But nevertheless, we have the three amigos uh, on, the, on the podcast today. It's good to be back with you guys. It's been a while. How are you both doing? I'll let you go first, Mera. Oh, thank you, Alistair. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, life is starting to calm down a little bit and, you know, get a groove. Um, knock on wood, the minute you say that, if something happens, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And Ali, good to have you back, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I've been to Chicago since we last spoke. Unfortunately, obviously not this week, which would have been much <laughs> better. Uh, girlfriend wanted to see the River Turn Green instead. Um, but um, it was it was brilliant. And obviously, this week has been amazing. We kind of had this small buffer where there's been not much news going on. But um, certainly, that's all uh, changed in the last few days, hasn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and for context, when you say to see the River Turn Green, you do mean for St. Patrick's Day, right? Not just in general. Yeah, I do mean for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's not like... That is one city to go to for St. Patrick's. I've never seen carnage like it by one o'clock. <laughs> I mean, there were people going into pharmacies buying boxes of wine at nine o'clock. The thing was, though, I thought it'd be like here and people would go out in the evening. But everyone was so drunk by about two, three o'clock that no one was out. It was like a ghost town in the evening. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. The Irish. Wow. <laughs> I was so convinced. I was like, yeah, we're going to go. No one's here. No one's here. What happened? We missed the party. The American <laughs> Irish. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Well, sorry, that's our first digression. Well, yeah, listeners, for the, if this is your first time listening to us, we, we digress heavily multiple times uh, throughout our podcast. So please bear with us. Generally speaking, we do stay on track for the most part. Uh, and for those of you that are returning, you're probably thinking, wow, that's only taken two minutes. Uh, well done for the digression so quickly. Um, but I think there is only one place for us to start this week. Um, and that is with the Friday panel uh, celebration, which was episode nine. Um, 
Uh, yeah, exactly, Meryl. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it was uh, started at eleven o'clock in the morning over in Chicago, which for us in the UK uh, was five p.m. I think Meryl, you're an hour different from Chicago, aren't you? Over in on the on the east coast, so you were at midday-ish, give or take. Um, and I I was working from home on Friday. Um, I finished work normally five five thirty, so I made sure I logged off at five o'clock. I put on my PC and I sat in stunned silence. For pretty much the next hour and a half, um, I think in total, I've seen the trailer or about ten, maybe twelve times uh, already. Uh, I saw it three times in a row after it got aired, just because I was trying to absorb everything that was in it. And I still don't think I've absorbed all of it. Um, before we jump into the details of, of what happened, Mera, did you catch the panel? Did you see it, or would you plan catch up on Friday? And being at work, I assume, so it might have been a bit difficult. Yeah, I had to I had to wait until I got home, so obviously I didn't catch it live. But I did see it um it oh gosh, seeing um uh Billy D. Williams just I don't know, he got the welcome he deserved in my opinion. So yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Being kind of in London same time time frame as me, you know, I think five PM you'd rather just wrapping up work or still in the office, right? Believe it or not, I had so many plans to watch this. Someone put a meeting in, in my diary at four o'clock till quarter past five. Oh. I've never been so angry in my life. Because <laughs> uh, I work at a law firm, it's one of our big lawyers, I had to sit for it all and I was like, run, run, run. So what I did was, rather than go back to my desk and face any questions, I jumped straight on the train and watched it on my phone. <laughs> and guess what and it buffered? <laughs> <laughs> the trailer. Yeah, exactly what happened. I so I, I, I yeah. stood around, I suppose you'd call it a trash can in America, rubbish bin here, with my work stuff chucked on top of it, swearing at this small screen that had buffer, buffer, buffer for about five minutes, getting more and more angry. And then I got home and I tried to watch it and it was nowhere to be seen. So I was absolutely fuming. <laughs> and then eventually my phone kicked back into life after it decided to buffer after 15 minutes of not working and show me this thing and suddenly I was like oh we'll get into that <laughs> before we even get into that you need to move your phone provider man that's a terrible signal <laughs> you're in on the you same one have, you should have no excuse I'm on EE I had, four, I had 4G it was perfect I don't know what happened <laughs> It sounds like the problems that you was having today, Mera, with the Mandalorian panel, by the sounds of it. Oh, my goodness. I think I it took me 15 minutes to get to the panel. <laughs> Thank God it was before it was completely over, but I think I was swearing, too. Oh, dear. Oh. So, I'm, I'm conflicted of where to start with this. Do we break down the trailer, or do we give our reaction to the title of the movie? Um, I'm yeah. happy to... It's it's a weird one because, oh, <laughs> I don't know. So for me, okay, I'm just going to go in with the title of the movie. Um, I when I when it first when the trailer finished and it showed it, I was a bit like, now I've seen the trailer, I kind of get the name of the movie, and I think they've done that purposely. Reason being is that if before the trailer before celebration if they just announced the name of the movie and which by the way guys is the rise of skywalker there we go i hadn't said that for the last couple of minutes but 
if they'd have announced that as the name of the movie before anything, I think they might have lost a few people. Um, I, I, I'm not in love with the name. I'm just pointing out there. It's not the worst named Star Wars film by a long stretch. For me, I think Attack of the Clones is still the worst as a name. But if they hadn't have shown the trailer and then the name, I think it would have gone down a hell of a lot worse. So for me, it was a bit of a, okay, I understand it now to a certain extent. That's that's a little bit better. But if I had seen it, the name of the movie without understanding any of it, like seeing the panel or watching the trailer, I would have been like, what is this? Um Meryl, what, what was your initial reaction to seeing the name of the movie? Um, well, I, I'm still honestly trying to figure it out. I mean, I've watched the trailer probably not as much as you have. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. You've got Luke's voice in the trailer. And, oh, gee, and then... I, I guess I'm... I'm I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what is... It, it, it'll be interesting to talk about it a little bit more to get uh, your take on this. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm questioning. I'm, I'm kind of unsure. I mean, what is the Skywalker? Is the Skywalker spirit? Is it a sky... Literally, figuratively? In Jedi, strength only? I mean, then we've got this cackle at the end, you know. Whoa, 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 spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> well, Man, we're talking about the title. Oh, the title, yes. <laughs> it's okay. The title's okay. Moving okay. on. I disagree. It's all, it's all relative. Go on, Ali, what do you think? I know that you were slightly... Um... Do you remember in April, there was a Reddit. It was right at the beginning of April, Reddit came mm. out on, 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 on the Reddit Star Wars leaks. And it said, the new title is Skywalkers. Do you remember this? Yeah. And do you remember everyone going, no, it can't be that. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. And after watching the trailer, it's still the most ridiculous thing I've heard. And this is the reason why. If it had been the film before, The Rise of Skywalkers, okay, fair enough. All right, can kind of get it. You're literally finishing off the Skywalker saga, where the most important event, The Rise, happened 30 years ago. You're going to tell me now is Rise of Skywalkers at the very end of a nine-series-arced film? No, it isn't. It makes no sense. It's a terrible title. Even without context, even if you don't like Attack of the Clones, at least with the uh, teaser for that, you saw a clone army and were like, yeah, get that. Unless are we to believe that Ben Solo's going to be it. I mean, we can get into all these things which are kind of like... There's a lot of questions out there now about this. And I don't know if you remember a while ago, I said I feared for this film because of the people that were writing it, the, ha- the lashback that's happened, and J.J. Abraham's mining back to the same material. And we can go through that all a bit later. But everything I said about three or four months ago, which was like, please don't do it, they've done. Yeah. So... So you're not really a fan. I'm, t- I'm sensing that from you, Ali. You're not really a fan. Do you know <laughs> what? If, if you are, okay, we'll backtrack slightly. Because we're not, we're not analysing like the trailer bit yet. But oh. if you ask me what would I give it out of 10, for example, I'd give it a 5 or a 6 because I've not seen the film. So I can't judge it. 
and it might be a brilliant piece of cinema. I don't know. I'm not going to like be one of those people who go, oh, it's written off now, it's completely useless. Absolutely not. All I'm saying to you is, is that, and, and I'll go through it methodically with you why I've come to this opinion during this, this episode, is all the touch points that make no sense whatsoever, they've somehow managed to hit in one trailer. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Okay, so let's, let's kind of jump into the trailer then. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. The two clearly are interlinked based on feelings and emotion based on what you've seen and then based on what you then read. So should we be should we be clear as well that in the Jedi Council, the other two love it. (laughs) So Dave and Andy have both said they really, really like it. Yes. Yeah. So I think in our in our kind of group WhatsApp chat that we have, yeah, um, the the feeling across those two is quite positive. I'm I'm positive as well, to to, to be clear. And we'll kind of get into that in a minute. but obviously, there are there are some hesitations. That's not gonna that's not gonna be a lie. Um, and there are certain things that I got super hyped about watching it, and then kind of watching it again and again. You start. This is to your point, Mero. This is where the questions start to yeah. to kind of form. Um, so when when we see the trailer start, um, it's Ray heavy breathing. Um, we then see her appear heavy breathing in the desert which reminded me of exactly how the false awakens trailer first started if you remember when you know we see uh finn head pop up in the middle of the jackie desert heavy breathing kind of not know, not knowing where he was it's very yeah. similar to the start of this trailer uh, with the same thing yeah you know and yeah. It, yeah. 
I'm thinking JJ is is he, he found the flow with the, the first trailer. You know, it sounds like he was kind of repeating it again. Um, we then just kind of see her staring off into the distance, uh, where we then know, or uh, the following scene is, is is a Tie Fighter approaching. She, I think, she takes off the the lightsaber uh, from her belt, ignites it, spins around, and then starts running in the other direction, and then basically just jumps over the tie file and in between that there's the text of every generation has a legend with luke skywalker talking over the top um i can't remember word for word but it's yeah. like every Can generation we stop there has though alex because this yeah, is go. problem number one yeah this is okay. problem number one so it so first of all that tie fighter looks insane oh it's hell yeah amazing and and to paraphrase andy on our whatsapp chat i want that in lego yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, it, it looks it looks great. To your point, yeah, absolutely. They like, might have a Lego trailer of that. <laughs> oh, the Lego! If they do a Lego trailer of this, it'd be absolutely brilliant. <laughs> There's already yes. a picture of it with little Lego Ray going over the. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And then, you, if you if you remember back, it's very similar to Revenge of the Sith when you see Anakin. And um, Obi-Wan jump out at the beginning when they go inside the cruiser. It's quite similar, the jumpy scene, if you remember. Uh, That's what okay. I immediately thought of when I saw that, which is fine. You know, it's, it's okay to do that. But I think we discussed this last time. I'm not sure if you were on, Alex, or not. But every generation has a legend. Tell me if either of you think Rey is a legend. No, I don't. Maybe her legend is cemented in this movie. Maybe. I'm being told it, even though they've had two films where we're barely interested in her. Maybe, maybe the legend isn't her. Maybe the legend is Ben Solo, the the Skywalker. I hope not. Yeah, but he's yeah. Do you see what I mean? Straight away, as soon as you're told something like that, you go, uh, uh, all right. Who is the legend? It's still Luke. (laughs) Yeah, but also at that point. Which I, which I thought was kind of interesting because you you can see at this point quite clearly cinematically, it looks really like the Force Awakens, which I, which I'm which I'm perfectly a fan of, um, but then you kind of see where this is going from the beginning. Are they just going to ignore the for, uh, um, the the Last Jedi? Are they just going to pretend it didn't happen? Oh, uh, well, see, this is the interesting part. So. Mm-hmm. I'm going to digress off of the trailer just for a second. Okay. In the panel of episode nine, I don't ever remember, and, you know, listeners or either of you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, I never heard them actually call episode eight The Last Jedi. The only way I heard it referenced was the other movie or the previous movie. That's right. I didn't, I agree with you in the, in the bits that I saw, I thought that as well. Yeah. So, which was um, fascinating. So, see, that's it. I mean, we, I think they, they mentioned Ryan Johnson's name once throughout the whole panel. Yeah. Um, and they hardly touched on anything. Actually, no, I, t- I tell a lie. The only time the name The Last Jedi gets dropped is when J.J. Abrahams turns around and says, the most, I, I, I'm paraphrasing here, so correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the lines of one of the best things that I've taken from the last movie was Rose. Right, right. 
And even then, I think he might have said the last movie rather than the last Jedi. I can't remember. But which, in it, yeah, which in itself is interesting because you know yeah. a lot of people didn't like it, right? Yeah. But a lot of people did. Yeah. So yeah. if you're if you're trained to like do a film to appease both sides, you cannot just ignore what happened in that film. No, I and agree. Then, and I have several problems with this trailer because of that, by the way, which we can explore as we go through. Um, but it's it was just incredible to me. Mm. So it's, it's it's interesting the way that potentially stuff that happened in the Last Jedi it can't be ignored because of certain things that happened. Okay, so it, it can't be ignored to thinking when you, when you look at Kylo Ren is now the leader of the First Order that can't be ignored. He is the supreme whatever it is. Um, we know that Luke is well. <laughs> we think Luke is dead. Yeah, well, um, well, hang on. We don't we don't know that. Well, that's but- it. Because because we know from what Daisy Ridley said on the panel that it jumps forward a bit. Now, yeah. She didn't say how long, but yeah. I guessed it was like three, four, maybe five years ahead. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we're going to, well, I don't think there's much point not covering it now, but you know how we saw Kylo Ren sort of WWE bodies choke slamming someone through. It could be the Knights of Ren because there was yeah. a lot of red in it. And <laughs> so at that point, it's not, it's not clear that Hux hasn't taken charge of it or what he's up to. So well, we even if Hux... know that, but we don't. Well, that's it. Is Hux in it? He wasn't on the panel. No. But then again, neither was Mark Hamill. You know, Mark Hamill's in it. Um, yeah. You know. So I, I'd argue at this point, though, Alex, um, nothing I saw in that trailer I hadn't seen in leaks. Not one thing. And so, because I'm, I'm, I look for Star Wars stuff every day for our Twitter feed. But, you know, Kylo Ren's uh, mask, for example, yeah. that was months ago that was told that that was going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember it, that it being last stuff. year. And yeah. literally, if you go through and watch every scene, you can tick it all off as stuff that's been leaked. So I think there's quite a good chance about the Hux thing is something else that we've been seeing leaked for a while. And I won't say it in case it's a spoiler for people. So I think, no, go on, say it. Well, the idea is, isn't it? It's all speculation. It's all speculation at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Hux is supposed to actually be a bit like Fulcrum in um, in Rebels and uh, on both. Double agent. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's a Skywalker. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get we'll we'll get onto that later. I guess. So. I mean, just kind of touching on that that point that you mentioned about the leaks. I'm things Disney don't release stuff without a purpose. I've followed Star Wars for years, and I'm as, as everyone know on, on, who listens to our podcast. I'm a huge Disney fan. So when Disney release stuff, they don't do it by accident. They don't do it on purpose. I think that if the leaks are obviously true, which they are, because the trader says that they are to a certain extent. Disney are basically showing you what you know already. Yeah. So it's very smart because does it come as a surprise? We'll get to the main surprise in my mind at some point in this conversation. But even though, again, that was a that was a rumor. But ultimately, Disney have kind of seen what has been leaked and thought, yeah. all right, this has been leaked. All right, let's show them what's been leaked because it's true. Maybe. They're, Maybe. But, but then I went on... into The Force Awakens knowing exactly what was going to happen and Luke wasn't in it to the last minute because I'd read these leaks and I don't think they wanted that to come out. Well, well, obviously, yeah. I mean, the, you know, you can't expect leaks to get 
kept inside forever. They're leaks for a reason. But I don't know. I think Disney have been quite strategical. And don't forget, we're only in April. Right. Yeah, they're, still in, they're still in post-production they're still kind of finishing the movie nothing has been fun to finalise they've probably seen this and gone alright these things are going to happen let's finish off the trailer to be something similar to that yep. give it out everyone gets hyped great it creates yep. this interest in the movie it creates yep. questions and queries and oh my god what's going to happen next Yeah. but at the same point all the good juicy stuff they're keeping it for themselves uh, maybe 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 can, can i bring in my next little gripe <laughs> go on yeah yet it's it's it's, a, it's almost it's almost a dave like level of uh last Rant. jedi sort of what how's that happened okay can either of you explain to me we see ray with that lightsaber right and it's got a black line in it so it looks like she's read the jedi books and managed to fix it right yeah can anyone explain to me how she got the, that lightsaber off the floor from the throne room in that big pile of mess and took it with her into an escape capsule and then managed to carry it around to get to Millennium Falcon, which she could then repair? Also, can anyone explain to me how Kylo Ren's helmet, which we all saw him smash to absolute smithereens, someone didn't just clean it away, chuck it away and make a new one, but instead decided to pick it all together, make sure every piece was there and then put it back together? I know that's, so, I know, I know that's really pedantic stuff, right? I do know that. But, what <laughs> okay so so for the benefit of the listeners when when, I, when we release this podcast into the wild i'm actually going to slow that down um because that was a lot <laughs> i did it really quickly because it was so pedantic i almost didn't want yeah. people to hear it so <laughs> let, let, so when you look at the lightsaber um yeah. it's it's a fair question because you know we, we obviously saw it breaking half in the last jedi um it did more than were, that it completely it, exploded well, when you look at it, it's half to it's almost half and half. Um, it so like chances are, went. who knows? Maybe she just kept. The, well, maybe she found a new crystal. Thought, oh, I really like the style of it. I'm going to make a new one, like for like, anyway. That would be all right if Daisy Ridley hadn't said on the panel it was the it's exact the same, same one. Style. Yeah. So, and that's it, where it gets annoying. <laughs> well, it didn't um, blow up into smithereens. Exactly, Mary. What? So she got a dustpan and pan and brush just after what? she took Kylo Ren down, and all those people were coming in and thought, "I'm going to jump into the escape." Alistair, she had two halves. <laughs> there was, thank you, Mary. There was two halves of the lightsaber. It what? wasn't. No, it wasn't. Let's say we'll get to Kylo Ren's helmet in a minute, but it wasn't in a state the way that was. Exactly. Right. Was the, the lightsaber was in two halves. It arguably, arguably you could easily fix. It's not like it was in a bajillion pieces with the crystal completely destroyed. If she gets a new crystal, she gets a new crystal. There's a five-year gap, relatively, from the end of The Last Jedi to this film. How did she get the book, Alistair? When did she have an opportunity to do that? Before She I stole left? it. What? When? Loads of time. She, she wasn't in the middle of a fight. Well, it was after the fight. She had a wits about her as much as she did taking the books. Yeah. Sarah, you go to the shops, right? And you've had a massive fight and something breaks. You're not just going to pick it up and think, oh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, well, but it's a weapon. It, it's a lightsaber. This I is something that. that she was encrusted. Uh, exactly. This lightsaber called to her, right? And let's cast our minds back to The Force Awakens. When she's in Maz Kanada's canteen, she's sitting down and she can hear voices. All right. In, in the normal world, she'd probably be a lunatic and locked away. But <laughs> she's listening to this, and the lightsaber calls to her. Maz Kanada, she, Maz Kanada even says it. It's calling you, right? So 
if something is that sentimental to you for whatever reason, if you see it on the floor, you're going to grab it. And obviously, Kylo Ren at this point in time was knocked out Sparko. Um, So she thought, right, I've got my half. Where's his other bit? There it is. I'm going to go and get it, and then I'm going to go. Yes. That's not not hard to imagine, is it? If it's something that means that much to you, you're not going to forget about it, are you? She knows it's that important. So anything that important, you're going to look for. You're not going to just say, oh, by the way, where's the lightsaber? Luke exactly. Did Luke did it. Boom. Shoulder. Done. <laughs> ah, but. Ah, but. Yes. That's, throwing it over your shoulder isn't actually what this is. This is completely Definitely different. Means he wanted to keep it. You're right. Sorry. No, he don't, no, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that JJ's. Well, sorry. Ryan Johnson's an idiot for putting that scene in the movie. Agreed. But. <laughs> it might, that, now, that scene literally makes no sense. Um, because. That lightsaber should mean a hell of a lot to him. It's his dad's lightsaber. He was giving it to him from Obi-Wan Kenobi when he first met him, saying this was your father's weapon. It's like, and then he used it. All right, he lost it at one point when he had his hand chopped off. But ultimately, it, it, that lightsaber should mean something to him, but it got twisted and it didn't apparently and whatever. We're not going to talk about The Last Jedi again. Um, no, not, no. No, not way, no way. No, um, so... Uh, for me, it's not out of the realms of, of imagination. And, and Mayor, it sounds like you, you kind of think the same. Yes. Because I'm still on about the books. Tell me about his helmet then. Well, now that's a dustbin scenario. I, I have to give you that, Ellie. Because I don't know. I mean, it's he's smashed it into smithereens into this, what, the elevator? Who's going to scoop it up? Did he go back? You can imagine a mouse droid that's gone to death to try and tidy it up. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. He's he's then found the mouse droid and gone, you know what, mate? Give me give me about my helmet. Uh, it's all good. Uh, it's fine. All right, all right, all right. Um, so the helmet thing is a bit. So I agree with you. The helmet thing is a bit weird. But again, this is one of the leaks, wasn't it? That that kind of yeah. came out that. He's got his helmet back and he's trying to solder it back together. So he made a helmet in the first place. Just, dude, you, you have the, the blueprints for this helmet. Just make it again. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I the, the, you know, the interesting thing about it isn't the fact that when I saw that scene, it wasn't how did you get the pieces back. It was, I really can't wait for you to put it back on because you look like such a better villain with the helmet than without it. Absolutely. Agreed. I was hoping it was a new helmet altogether. I was hoping that he had formed something else and it was more of a cross or or lent more toward the Veda. Yeah, but I don't know. Seeing him welding it together, yeah. Yeah. So just quickly taking a step back to the opening scene with Ray and that that TIE fighter. We see her then jumping over the TIE fighter. Now, I've... I've seen a couple of things about this trailer that kind of one of them's amused me, uh, and one of them kind of brings up a very serious question. The first one is that we then see a close up of somebody piloting the, the TIE fighter with gloves, kind of accelerating, I think, um, towards her. I read somebody saying, Oh my God, it's Darth Maul. Um, which I saw that on a Facebook group, and I just burst into fits of laughter. <laughs> I'm like, if you know your Star Wars timeline, that, is, that cannot be Darth Maul. But anyway, um, the, the very interesting question that kind of follows on from this is, is this a training sequence between Kylo Ren and Rey? Or is it a battle sequence with Kylo Ren going after Rey? 
And is she, jump- is-, is she jumping over or into? Over into to cut through. What is she doing? Yeah. Right. I don't think it's Kylo Ren at all. No. Ooh. Okay. Go on. It is at all. I, I think. I think. To, to explain this, we'd have to go into the Emperor thing. Um. So so maybe leave it because. Mm-hmm. I think it's all connected. I I think that's a huge misdirection and a very good one. That's one of my. I enjoyed that. I thought it was a really cool scene. Yay, Ali! Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I must admit the scene itself is is, is pretty epic, um, and it, seeing her jump over the Tie Fighter kind of reminded me of the Phantom Menace, where we see Darth Maul in his like speeder bike thing, oh, yeah. and he fights with Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Very similar, um, but I don't know. I, I but I, I thought it was Kylo Ren. And the conversation around it could potentially being him training her to become a better Jedi was an interesting one, because then that whole brings up the whole Raylo thing. Now, I for one, I pray to God they do not do Raylo. Um, so you're assuming by then that something's united them for him to turn from the dark side? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's like we don't know at what point in the movie this is. We don't yeah. know what's gone on before it. We don't know right. what goes on after it. It's just a thirty-second scene. Not even thirty seconds. It's like twenty seconds. So, if this is at the beginning of the movie, has he actually had a change of heart to join her on the light side? You know, which would then have an impact on the name of Rise of Skywalker being his rise to the light side, and therefore he is the next Skywalker, and blah, blah, blah. But we don't know. And so, for me, is it a training sequence? Is it? And the thing is, for me, is I looked at it and thought, it's a training sequence. The reason why I don't think it's a battle sequence is because if you're fighting, you're fighting a TIE fighter and you're mm-hmm. going after one person, you would just shoot them. Yeah, you wouldn't try and run them over, um, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I thought that odd. Why isn't it shooting? Exactly, Ali. What do you think? Uh, it's it's one of those things where uh, I, I don't even know if that'll end up in the movie, you know, unless without context of what it's about. Because I mean, we, I suppose we're all working on the premise here. That something will happen to redeem Ben Solo and unite them. Well, honestly, I kind of don't want him redeemed. I don't think he deserves that. <laughs> don't it's hate. Really me. hard to see no. how, how the title makes any sense if no, they don't work together. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you, Mira, one hundred percent. I don't want him to be redeemed. I want him to be a bad guy. I, I, I actually enjoy this this journey of his and just I mean not that I enjoy anybody being evil or or whatever, but he has clearly made conscious choices to be this way and to be Vader. So I But it's long been rumored, hasn't it, that yeah. and, and you have to go into the books as well, um, that they would reunite against this bigger threat. Yeah. So there's a huge significance of Jakku in its totality. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've got time to go about that before, but, you know, there's this strange dark energy that's come from there. We know from the books that the Emperor built an observatory there, which had a lot of Sith holocrons in there, that when they're released, we're going to explode the planet. And we know that Ray was born really near this place. And so th- there's this problem here that, in the books, in other material, there's been this 
unknown big bad in the background for a while. Mm. And we know that the Empress sent something hugely bad outside, which he was looking for. Rumour being, of course, that these observatories were actually used to create the maps, which eventually found Luke in the first film, but was also planning to find this big bad. Mm. And so the idea for a long time has been is that Rey and, um, and uh, Kylo would reunite to face this big bad. And at the end of this trailer, we got that big bad. Yeah. Yeah. The cackle that you said I spoiled it. Yeah, I know, but I know you don't want to get there yet, Alex, because I have many questions about that. But, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things which have happened. And I think it's interesting now because I, I feel like J.J. Abrahams has kind of decided to ignore the second film and has just gone back to what he was doing beforehand. So this may well be where he planned it to end anyway in the first place. And we know that George Lucas has been consulted on this and we yeah. know that there's other books around it as well. So I think it's it's Star Wars Aftermath is the books that I'm talking about, isn't it? That that's where this all comes from, about the observatories and about just how important Jakku is. Um, you know, and, and we'll talk about it later, but, you know, Ray's parentage is back up for grabs now, big time. See? Yeah, so yeah, I, I kind of wanted to I don't like this trailer in many ways. <laughs> I wanted to kind of walk through the trailer in its, its chronological order because I know that's get, what we're it, jumping. It gets to the biggest. The biggest talking point is at the end. Let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, obviously, after that tie fighter scene, we then see a spaceship. Looks like an A wing, um, flying to a a planet that's kind of lit. Kind of reminded me of the Gungan city on. Uh, but obviously it's in space rather than underwater. Um, so I don't think there was any kind of bone of contention in that. That was like a, a filler scene, if you want to call it that. Um, we then obviously then see this, the scene that you touched on earlier, Ali, where Kylo Ren, unmasked, lightsaber ignited, running through what seems to be like a forest, where yep. he pretty much body slams um, what looks to be a member of the Knights of Ren based on the way that they were dressed, based on, and I'm taking that assumption, based on the whole concept art, um, that we've seen some of the images that were in um, The Force Awakens, etc. Um, so the interesting thing for me that whenever when I saw that one, I was like, "Oh my god, this is a brilliant action sequence!" Because obviously, in the, in the in the distance, you can see a stormtrooper um, kind of firing away. Um, so this kind of brings me to to a thought of: Are we going to see the return of the Knights of Ren? And, and obviously, quite they- Mira, sorry. And I are they on Andor? Well, again, that's the thing. You've got this forest planet. Um, and the thing that I then thought of was when we first got the scene, the, the trailer for The Force Awakens, there is that epic moment where Kylo Ren is standing in the snow. He stands, he ignites his lightsaber by pushing his arms down, and we first then see that cross guard lightsaber. That scene itself actually didn't make it into the movie. Yeah. So are we getting another sequence of, a, of what looks to be quite epic part might be cut. That's my kind of hesitation. And, you know, Ali, you touched on misdirection earlier on. It could be something similar to that. But having him going toe-to-toe with the Knights of Ren potentially is a whole bundle of conversation. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Meryl, what did you think when you first saw that scene? I, uh, I assumed, actually, that it was um, the Knights of Ren, too, that he is fighting against. So... Now that we're talking a little bit more about it, I can see where um, 
I will lean toward what Ali was saying about um, fighting the greater evil. I don't know, but why would he fight um, against the Knights of Ren unless there is a turn on either side? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it has me watching it a couple times. Like, I really think that's the Knights of Ren. Why is he fighting them when they were his clan, if you will? So I've got more questions. Two theories on that. Go on then. Two theories on that. First of all, has a well, he's not a Sith, I know, but quasi Sith. Ever love fighting in the forest as much as Kylo Ren? That's <laughs> where we see him do his best work. Um, and then there's it's, it, there's long been this thing, hasn't it? That the reason that they say that the Knights of Ren weren't in the second film, seventh, eighth film, ever want to say it, um, is because they've been sent off by Kylo Ren to follow this map to go to the outer rim and so people have speculated that it's because that they come back and they've been brainwashed by this greater power and they're sort of the the entree a bit like you know in avengers where loki brings in um the people for thanos in the first avengers but that was like the first course of it before thanos came in a bit like that or that um they were so angry by what happened with snoke him killing snoke yeah that they just want they just want to kill him yeah, I've I've heard the theory about them being annoyed at him for killing Snoke. Um, I mean, my question to that is, how do they know? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, the only people that know that he killed Snoke were Ray, him, the Praetorian guards that are all dead, um, and and potentially I don't know. Maybe they've got a hollow vid of him doing it. I don't know, yeah. but um, maybe Hux. Yeah, well, he, how does Hux know? He he turned up after the carnage was over. Yeah. So I agree. That's the only theory I have. But the other brainwashing one sounds interesting because, like, in in the old EU, you had the Yuuzhan Vong who turned up in after the Return of the Jedi, kind of similar time sequence where they were they were um, immune to the Force, so you couldn't, you know, uh, you couldn't. The Jedi's were struggling to use their their Force powers around them and stuff, you know, and you could be brainwashed by them type thing. So I. It sounds very similar to that, which I think would be quite cool. Um, yeah. But I've never heard that before. But that's an interesting, interesting theory there. Well, it's quite, it's quite interesting in general the EU because obviously we've seen it uh, used in Rebels and other materials, and maybe it's going to creep into the films a little bit more here. So um, I think, I think that could be quite a positive if they do that. Yeah, totally agree. And the, the, the kind of source of material that they could use, they've got loads. Uh, let's be honest, the EU was massive. So um, you know, I, th- I think that's a good thing. Um, me too. And then that kind of leads on to the next scene, which is a, again, I, I call it a filler scene where you've got Finn in the foreground with um, Poe standing on in, in, the, in the background, both striking a pose like, you know, handsome, sexy men that they are. It's like, hey. They're all together, right? For the first time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Together. Yeah, for the first time. It's, it's funny because um, after they did the, the episode nine panel, each of the stars kind of did their own panel on channel on um, on Star Wars um, TV, mm-hmm. um, the, the Star Wars show even. So, and the John Boyega one was really interesting because he kind of echoed something that we spoke about on previous podcasts, Ali, that even that you brought up a few weeks back, where the thing that he said was that he wanted to see them all together in the same spot on film, um, which is something that we echoed a good couple of shows back, you know, we've been saying for a while that we want to see these guys on the same scene, doing things together as a collective, not individuals. And it seems as though that's exactly what we're going to get given. 
Ali, you've got to be quite happy happy with yourself after coming up with that idea last time around. I'm I'm all in favour of it. I, I think it's I think I think it's the right thing to do um, because it it just it brings a sense of completion having all these people together. And mm-hmm. like on the panel, they did say about this weird love pentagon now because then you've got Ray and Poe and. And Finn and Rose. Yeah, yeah, Finn and Rose and yeah. then Finn yeah. and Ray and... Oh, God knows who else. But well, it, the, other, the joke was Poe and Finn, wasn't it? So, yeah. 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 But I like it. I, I think I think it's... The, the problem... It's not a problem, but it, it's, it's an irritation. Is that it feels... It, this is the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Yeah. Yep. The end of the Skywalker saga. And to me, it feels like they're only doing in this film the things they should have done in the first or definitely in the second. Do you think that's a conscious decision that they've listened to the fans or do you think it's they've gone, oh, damn, Ryan Johnson has made a boo-boo. JJ made a little bit more of a boo-boo in the first one. Do you think it's because they're reacting rather than, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. I agree because I've been thinking about this more and more in that the fact that the... You might not like Ryan Johnson, but the fact that they've given him a trilogy and they've given the Game of Thrones producers a trilogy shows that they know that not mapping a story out from beginning to conclusion is an absolutely huge mistake. So I think they have learned from that, and I think they're probably going back to J.J. Abraham's original plan, which isn't a problem, which isn't a problem. Because like I say, this is stuff which I think probably should have happened in the last film. And it hasn't, which which makes it really difficult to create a film with like a satisfactory conclusion of this huge, huge story when you're only introducing full elements now. Yeah, it's a funny one because I mean it's easy gonna it's gonna be easy to lay blame at the door of Ryan Johnson of what he didn't do in, in episode eight. Yeah. But ultimately Lucasfilm's decision to go from one director to another one and then arguably I think Who's the name of the guy that was going to be directing this movie before he moved away? It's the Jurassic Park director. Terry, Terry Jurassic World? No. No, it's not. It's not. Oh, Terry O's the writer. Um, it will come to me, but yes. Anyway, but, yeah, having that three separate directors, yeah, they probably wanted to get their own take on a film, but where there's no co-joining story, it's not like J.J. penned out all three films and then went to Ryan Johnson, there you go, and he's thrown it out the window. We don't think that's happened. We've seen Ryan Johnson make his version of what he thought should come on from episode seven, which, at the face of it, is fine. How it's done, obviously, is not. But that's not the, that's not the point. The point is that there should be that one single storyline thread throughout, which is the benefit of what episode four, five, six, and one, two, and three had. You had George Lucas. This was his baby. It was his mind that brought this all to life, and it was his story that was mapped out. Seven, eight, and nine is completely disjointed in that respect. What are they going to do with Leia? Well, if we get on to that in a minute, because of the chronicles going through it in total, I actually think that what the scene in the trailer is actually possibly my highlight, the Leia one. Yeah, I do. Um, do you want to go to that one now, Alex, or do you want to touch on Lando? Well, you've got the little bit in between, which again, there's another filler scene where you've got BB-8 standing next to his new buddy, Dio. Um, as we have been told, that's his name. How you spell it? I 
don't know. Is it D-E-E-O or is it D-I-O? Who knows? Um, but then you get that Lando scene. Now, for me, this was an absolute payoff moment. Yes. Um, uh, exactly. And to see him driving the Millennium Falcon with Chewie, well, for me... I'm laughing! <laughs> ...is an absolute golden moment of this trailer. Um, his cape. And he's wearing the clothes that Donald Glover wore in the solo movie. <laughs> and what he did on Bespin. And, and it's like, you, you, I don't know if they did that for the fanboys. They may well have done. I don't know. But th- th- there's a couple of questions for me. Is like, in 40 years' time, if I can still fit in the clothes that I wore today, I'm going to be super happy, number one. Um, but th- I saw um, a meme, which was absolutely hilarious. At the end of Solo, um, Lando says to Han, "Yeah, I'll get. I'm going to get that ship back." And he turns around and says, "Over my dead body." Oh. Meme over because he's got his ship back potentially. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, that, that was a little bit on the nose uh, to a certain extent, uh, but that scene for me was an absolute highlight. Mary, it sounds like it was for you as well. Yeah, uh, I just seeing him. I mean, I didn't notice the the cape until like the second watch because all I could think of when I saw him, he's got the headset on and he's just laughing like, oh. I'm like, Lando, Lando, there's a there's our schmarmy guy. He's back. He's back. I hope they don't kill him. <laughs> Ali, what did you think of that scene? I'm all right with it. I'm back. <laughs> I don't, I don't find it that interesting. If I'm honest with you, um, it's not one of my favourite. But but that's fine. You know, if 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 you want to have some nostalgia in there, great, go for it. Thank you. Absolutely fine. No problem with that. But, but what I find more interesting was on the panel. Yep. Did we see his daughter? Oh. Oh, what Naomi? Yes. Oh. Yeah, who? Yeah. Oh, what was the character's name? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, um, um, in Tara? the J, doesn't it? Tara? No, no. Jokey, something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but, um, but, 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 and I have seen this in other places, so I'm not going to take credit for this one, okay, at all. Did she look to you like anyone else we've seen in a recent film called maybe Solo? Amphi's Nest. Didn't she just? Her name is Jana. Jana. Jana, yeah. Didn't she just look like that? Oh, yeah. Has well, Lando so he... and her had a child? Oh, probably. He got around. Let's face it. Because it would nicely put Solo more, uh, or give Solo a bit more weight and credibility as a film, if that's the case, which I'm not anti at all. I mean, it'd be quite nice, actually, but I, I like that as a rumour, and I kind of found that more interesting than a picture of him going to light speed. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to um, for nostalgic reasons. So, <laughs> I I actually thought she was more like um, Sandy Newton's character from Solo. Well, we know, yeah, but she, we know she died. No, I know, but we, yeah, but what happened before then? Uh-huh. You know, Lan- Lando. What? It doesn't have to be Lando. Well, no, but they do think she's Lando's daughter. <sighs> Uh, yeah, they also That's thought that Finn was ages. Yeah, but they also thought that Finn was going to be Lando's son. Yeah, no, no he won't. Hmm? You don't know <laughs> that he won't. Well, 
Well, yeah, I mean, Lando's probably got kids everywhere. He even said it himself exactly. <laughs> on the so panel. Exactly. But I don't know that. They both could be. Right. So, could, so you're saying that this could be Finn's long-lost sister? Yeah. Well, I think that's reaching. No, that's reaching a little bit for me. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like Star Wars has ever seen a brother kiss a sister before. <laughs> While that is very true, <laughs> uh, I think that's a little bit too... Uh, nah, uh, not for me. Not for me. Um, All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. On that one, Ali. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So then we obviously see the next scene in the trailer is what I'm going to assume are stormtroopers with jetpacks on. Yeah. Flying after a speeder that's got Poe, Finn, and 3PO clinging on for dear life. Yeah. Um, so are we assuming they're on Tatooine at this point? Well, well they're on, they're on a desert. They're yeah. on a desert planet, right? So it could be Tatooine, it could be Jakku, it could be somewhere else that. They're starting to introduce, but it's got to be one of the two, right? Right, yeah. Um, which, just on that, it's the first thing that I thought of when I saw that. I imagine straight away, I thought of the Clone Wars. Um, in the Clone Wars, we see the Mandalorian. Um, I can't, oh my god, where's my name? Not the Black Sun. Um, You've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's with Pre Vizsla. Pre Vizsla is the leader of the. Um, yeah, of he's the one who John Favreau played. Yeah, so the, we see, you know, they they have the jetpacks on. We see stormtroopers; they've got jetpacks on as well. And I immediately cast back to the Clone Wars, and that's a good thing because I, I thought that scene looked it looked pretty cool. And seeing the stormtroopers with jetpacks on was a nice throwback for me. Yeah, I I thought of um, the Jabba the Hutt scene yeah. on his yacht. on the barge. That's yeah. what I thought straight away. Just the way that the, yeah. I don't really call it a yacht, maybe, because that's what they call them in Star Wars a few times. Um, Salvage. It, it looked really like it. That mm. sort of style. That's where I thought mm. straight away. I was like, ah, they've gone back. Which I like. Yeah. Quite nice. Well, I thought the glowing city with the blue thing before we saw the Lando cut reminded me of Camino too. Not just... That would, now that would Ooh. be interesting. That would be interesting Ooh. because of what we're going to get onto later about cloning. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's funny because JJ has said from the start that this is a film that is going to tie together, yes. lot, but all three trilogies, all nine movies. There's going to be elements of the prequels, elements of the sequels, um, and obviously of some the original trilogy as well. So there's that's a, that's an interesting thing. If that's Camino, that could that could really make things a bit interesting. Yeah, it did. It reminded me of that. So. I hadn't even thought about Camino. That's a great shout. Mm. And then we start to move along and we find the scene that you really want to talk about, Ali, is first and foremost, we see the medal. Yeah. That Leia, well, I assume it's Leia, yeah. um, is holding, which is obviously one of the medals that she gave Luke and Han to, mm. and Chewie, even though he's not wearing it in the movie, he has a medal. Um, in the end of A New Hope. Yeah. When I saw that, I was completely uh, gobsmacked. I, I didn't know what to say. I thought that was such a nice touch. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like you were saying to say about that, Ali. Go on. Well, or is I, it the next scene? No, 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 no. This is a good thing. This is a good okay. thing. This Go on then. I think, right, that we know, well, we know by judging by her hair and everything, that this is one of the scenes that didn't make it into The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to assume that that's Hans. Yeah. And I assume that this is the goodbye that we didn't get in the last episode. Oh. 
I agree. I'm going to assume that this is that moment that we didn't get because I think it was probably there in the in the Force Awakens right at the end and was cut. And I think we're going to get that moment of you know this was Hans. He would have wanted you to have had it. And I think that is brilliant. Well, I know it's definitely one or the other. And, if, yes. and if, you know, and you know, I will not be disappointed if my head cannon proves not to be correct. But I think mm. that would just be lovely. I think it would be brilliant. Well, also a morning scene for for Luke as well. If he's exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the last one, so. <laughs> so I think I think that will be you know brilliant. Sorry, Alex, you've gone quiet. You you all right? Um, no, I'm just I'm just enjoying the fact that you're enjoying part of the trailer. <laughs> I did. I did. I enjoyed the bit that came from the seventh film. <laughs> it's it's funny because like when when I saw the middle when I saw her giving her a hug, we see Ray shed a tear. Yeah. And I, I I wasn't sure where to place it, and and kind of what the scene would be. And then you, when you said about the hair, I hadn't noticed it until about well, maybe about the, the seventh or eighth watching, because you kind of look look out for different things every time you see it. Um, and then as I was watching it, and I, I actually paused it, and you can see her hair being in like the three bunches um, that she has in in the Force Awakens. Um, and then obviously you do cast your mind back to the stories that JJ's using scenes of Leia that aren't CGI but are obviously scenes that weren't used in either The Force Awakens or in, in The Last Jedi um, so I knew that was going to be from that but I hadn't thought about the concept of it being saying goodbye to Luke or Han yeah I'm, I'm, I, I think JJ Abrahams needs to do that it's one of there are a few things that this movie has to tick yeah. right, which is a satisfactory ending. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and for for the entire thing, I think it has to make right a couple of things that happened. I think, for example, Luke, you know, maybe he's a force ghost. Maybe he survived. Maybe he maybe he didn't die. You know, I've I've know we've spoken about that before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know about um about that so maybe maybe that's the truth and and that's what's interesting there are a few things that have to happen in this film yeah which is a bit like yeah sorry go on no it's got to put this to rest respectfully and wrapped up satisfactorily satisfactorily yeah it's really got to do an honor to the skywalkers in my opinion And I don't know how we're going to do that. I hope it's done well. But, yeah. yeah. yeah what do you think, Alex? What, about that scene in particular? Or? Yeah, well, do you, do you think that if, if, if we're going on the premise that that is some um, trying to not make amends, but, re- but, but change the course following the last film, do, do you think there are some certain boxes that this film has to tick to do seeing the name of the movie then there's, there's quite a few that it might need to do um it's it's funny because when you think of how we've said this in a previous podcast i won't go over it in too much detail but how disjointed seven and eight were right yeah there were so many there were so many hooks left to be used out of out of episode seven that weren't used in episode eight um that they JJ leaving them there, he can actually 
take the hook again and kind of continue that which he seems to be doing i'm not saying he's going to completely ignore episode eight but there are things there that he can latch on to for this particular film and luke skywalker dying can be either he will be honest to ryan johnson and say look you killed him fine we'll have to deal with it i'll think of another way of doing it or he can go down the path of thinking you idiot why the hell have you done that okay i'm going to wreck on it by saying that Luke wasn't actually a Ron Uck 2, it was a false vision, and he's actually on some other random planet in a different part of the, of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, that, that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think there's some um, potential evidence to that later on. Due to the yeah. Imp, and then, obviously, when you hear Luke say, even though we're gone, we're not really ever gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, at a very basic Star Wars level, that's true. If you are a Jedi and you learn how to live in the afterlife, so for want of a better word, we know that false ghosts exist, false yeah. presence. We've yeah. seen it. You know, Obi-Wan appears to look God knows how many times. Uh, so does Yoda. So does his dad. Um, we know that that happens. And we've seen Qui-Gon Jinn in Clone Wars appear. You know. Yep. Um, so we know that if, in a, from a Jedi perspective, yep. just because they're gone doesn't mean they're ever really gone, which is very true. And then, obviously, if you start lending that approach to the way the movie ends, which is where we get into, it's incredibly prominent. Um, you know, and the fact that the next scene is our heroes standing on a big hill uh, on on camera together, all of them, including the new robot Dio, it then spins round to see a scene of destruction which, again, is very, very much like The Force Awakens, where we saw the uh, crashed Star Destroyer into the sand, except this looks, and I think everybody has agreed on this, this looks like the Death Star. Yeah. In the middle of this planet. And the question is, though, is it the Death Star, or is it the Death Star 2? Death Star 2. It has to be, yeah, because of... It has to be, yeah, it has to be Death Star 2 because of the cackle that yeah. follows on, surely. Yeah, also, I mean, if you, if you obviously it appears that half of it's underwater. Yeah. Which leads to some, let's slightly talk about the cackle here because it's related, right? The fact that we see uh, the Emperor goes um, down into, what would we call it, the centre part of the Death Star 2 and it explodes. The core, thank you. So, so we see that, and um, sorry, I'm distracted. So, for our viewers, the Clone Wars panel was just on, and a sneak peek's now on. So, uh, sorry, that's why I was distracted, Alex. I'm watching it. <laughs> um, wow, looks great. Um, really looks great. Um, and and so the last point we see him is down there, and we see it explode. Now, we know that Darth Maul survived falling down something by his hate, right? Mm-hmm. His absolute hate. We know he clinged on to life. Now, if this part of the Death Star, which he was in, landed in water, is it possible that he survived it through that? I don't know. I mean, he kind of exploded in that. Well, did he? Plus, he could come back as a Force Ghost. But it's a bit like the Darth Maul thing, isn't it? We all assumed that he yeah, chopped Darth, half and died, but he didn't. But Darth didn't... Maul didn't, like, blow up. It was kind of 
It was cut in half, yes, but, I mean, the Emperor, like, there was an explosion after he hit the core. Boom! I mean, that incinerates somebody, yes, no? The strongest person with the dark side ever. Logically, yes. Sure, so he's found a way to come back and communicate like Qui-Gon. That's, I mean, but him being physically back is a bit of a... that's what they've said on the panel. That he's physically back. back? The panel said he's physically back. Not that he's physically, but that he is back. Yes, I understand he's back, but being physically back. Well, they're not going to give that away, are they? Well, I'd say no, because that breaks the bounds of credulity. And this is one of my problems with this film. <laughs> so, the thing with the Emperor for me was, the initial reaction of hearing the cackle literally followed on from that sentence of Luke saying, just because we're gone doesn't mean we're really gone. Uh-huh. Right. That, that, that for me was a bit like, Okay, so maybe the emperor isn't gone, which right. is which isn't which isn't overly hard to believe to a certain extent because right. in again I'm going to hop back to the EU. Um, when the EU was around, we know that the emperor made a clone of himself, um, and you know, Mary, you touching on that Camino piece earlier on, you know, yeah. it kind of gets it gets the mind it gets the mind rattling um, okay. around what what could actually happen because we know that the emperor created a clone. Um, he ended up creating a clone of Luke, by the way, if you weren't familiar with that particular story, um, oh, whose, name, whose name was Luke, which spelled with two U's. I think it was, or is it two K's, one or two? Um, but he he created a clone of himself. So when even though he did die on, on the Death Star 2, he came back to life to, through his clone. Now, if we are going to think of it connecting all three, all six previous eight movies... Having him return as a clone would be interesting, but I believe there was, I can't remember if this was a computer game, I can't even remember if it might have been an episode of Rebels or Clone Wars. He put his presence in like a droid, and his face appeared on the front of the droid as if he was talking. Again, this was canon. So it wouldn't be the first time that we'd seen Palpatine do something really funky Mm -hmm. with himself to become a presence, even though he's no longer around. So when I heard that cackle, I, I didn't jump to the conclusion that the, the, the Emperor is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped to the conclusion that he is alive, but in a different form. Right. Uh, do I know what that form is? God knows. That that form is probably what the, the threat is that keeps on being mentioned of a greater threat than Snoke. Because... You know, Palpatine was one of the greatest dark forces of the Force, probably since Bane. Um, probably more stronger than Bane. That will lead to a whole new conversation with some of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, whether or not Bane was more powerful than um, than Palpatine, but you've got this one individual who we know from expired <laughs> stories, if you want to call it that, um, that he has this ability to do that. So for me, yeah, he wasn't always alive, and it's, he's, it's him. He survived the Death Star. It's it's him, just in a different form. Okay. Well, I do have the disadvantage that I, I haven't read any of the books. I'm I'm working on that now, so I am unfamiliar with anything that I, isn't the clone work that isn't been on TV, or you know series. Yeah. Um, that canon. So that's the only thing I'm familiar with. So yeah, okay, I can give that. But now I'm kind of imagining. Okay, so now is Anakin's Force Ghost going to come back? Is Luke's Force Ghost going to come back? We're going to have this ultimate face-off with whatever <laughs> this Emperor manifestation is to get this ultimate battle of you know good and evil and get a, a balance again, or, or, or 
now I'm imagining all sorts of things. So it's interesting. So. It, it, it kind of goes back to the opening part that we had of this um, podcast where, Mary, you jumped in straight with that. There are so many questions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a trailer that is about a minute and a half long. Yeah, it has provoked so many questions from so many people with so many versions and interpretations of the trailer. Mm. We've been discussing it for over an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a bloody minute. <laughs> it's a minute long. Yeah, imagine what it's going to be like when there's an actual trailer, like a proper trailer. Um, you know, Ali, I know you've got beef with this particular scene and, and your, your kind of theories around it, so... Why don't you kind of elaborate a little bit more on, on what you're feeling with this particular scene? Ali? Ali? You're on mute. Is he watching the Clone Wars panel? Sorry, I was, I was on mute. I was talking to myself, watching the Clone Wars panel. Warwick Davis has just come out. <laughs> I was having a good old rant then at myself. It was great. <laughs> She heard it. I, I, I'll do. I'll do that. I'll do that. Re-intro, I'll reintro that for you, mate. By the way. Well, no, it's all right. Leave it in. Just <laughs> <laughs> on, then. Carry on. Don't worry. It's fine. I'm leaving this in. Don't worry about that. Yeah, leave it in. Um, Good. Go all right. Carry on. Go on then. So, so as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by my mute button. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so the emperor, right? So we hear that cackle, and so that. That is the retcon of retcons that should not be happening in the very last film. Should not be happening. That the, the, the I don't know if you heard me say it earlier, because I don't know how long I've been a mute for now, but Battlefront 2 is the game you're talking about, Alex. Yep. It was the game mode, and it's called Operation Cinder, which was what to happen if the Emperor ever died. That's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. the idea, and this, this relates actually to what I was talking about earlier about the significance of Jakku. So this this huge battle happens, and that's why you see J- Jakku as a junkyard because these observatories were supposed to destroy these planets, and nobody got a hold of them, and they were doing all kinds of dark things. They were centers of of dark magic to the Jedi Temple, sort of place of of, of good in a way, um, which which is which is good and bad in, in several ways. So so first of all, if we're going to wreck on him, and I'm sure you've seen this, do you think? that the Emperor was Snoke all along. Because if we're going to have a situation, which is possible, I mean, your cloning ones is possible as well, right? Yep. But that Luke was force-projecting, we now know that that's possible. Why couldn't it be something else that you project, a different version of yourself? Lots of people have been drawing this conclusion that is the reason the Phantom Menace, once again, survives in some form and Snoke was actually him guiding his next apprentice of the Skywalkers along to do the exact same and finish what he started. Now, that's out there, I admit it. But that's the sort of thing where you just go, please, please no, please no, please no. So, so hold on, so what you're, what you're saying is that the rumour is that Snoke is the Emperor reincarnated? Well, a force projection of the Emperor. Yeah. You know, and like, the em- and, and the Emperor's wearing all of this. Yeah. Or is that the whole point? He's stuck at the bottom of this Death Star. Well, do, do you know what I mean? Since then. Since so he's, yeah, exactly. So he's, he's survived it. 
in some form. You know, it could be like, I don't know, Harry Potter Voldemort, you know, a shadow of what he used to be. But it doesn't mean he doesn't have his powers. You know, I've seen that around, and, and I, I hope you're rolling your eyebrows as much, or annoys as much as I did when I heard that. I've got my head in my hands, if that helps. <laughs> okay, well, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. Seriously. Go on, then. So, as I was saying earlier, we all now know, because of the comics, right, that the Emperor created Anakin. We now know that. That was in a comic a few weeks ago. It was also in the script of the... Um, of uh, Revenge of Sith, but was taken out in the actual wording. So we know that he it's, did... It's in the book, isn't it? Yeah, it's in the yeah. book. In it's that actually scene. In, it's in the script as well. So yeah. it was taken out. So we now know that the Emperor definitely created Anakin and is his de facto dad, right? What's to say... What's to say that he's not raised as well? No. This has been going around for a long time, ever since the beginning, right? But it's never really had much sort of... Um, Traction. Yeah, exactly. But now, now he survived in some form, right? What's to say he didn't continue these experiments? What's to say? Jakku, we know, is the centre of dark energy. There was a civilization who were drawn to the dark side there, who eventually... Because Jakku, according to the books, was supposed to be, once upon a time, this amazing planet full of vegetation that died because of the dark side. It's got dark side energy in it, and it kills people eventually. And so there's this weird thing that Ray happens to be born... 10 miles away from where the darkest point is in the Emperor's Observatory. Mm. It's so coincidental that you just pray it's not true. So, okay, so let's let's roll with this. That's true, and she is a Skywalker. Sort of, yeah. Well, by, defi- by definition, she is a... Well, well, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, I she's get it. A, yeah. she, she's a Palpatine, if you want yeah, to call her yeah. that. Um does that mean that because of the name of the film, do we then envisage a rise of Ben Solo, who is also a Skywalker, exactly. to what? Finish her off? Join well, forces with her? Who knows? Who knows? Team maybe, up to fight. Maybe Raylo and they have a little child and that's the rise of Skywalker. Isn't oh, that Jesus. great? Isn't that incest? Well, she's from... Because <laughs> they're related. Once again, it didn't stop them before. Um, <laughs> very true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. So when I saw all this kind of stuff, you're right. It does ask a lot of questions, right? Do but for me, they're bad questions. Uh, I don't think they're a bad question because nobody knows the answer. Um, I, see, another thing that crossed my mind with this particular scene is that it's a holocron. It's a Sith holocron. We know the Emperor used them. We know they exist. We've seen examples of Sith holocrons containing recordings from Bane, from previous Sith Lords, etc. How do we know that they don't go into this Death Star to stumble upon a holocron, it opens up and it's him started laughing? It's as simple as that. It's, it's probably been put in there for effect. Yeah. I mean, the, the problem with that is just the fact that Ian McDermott turned up to the panel and so did Hayden Christensen in it, the crowd. Yeah. That's the problem um, with that. You know, people, you know, J.J. Abrams was saying he was so surprised in subsequent interviews afterwards that it wasn't leaked, that McDermott was on set doing this stuff. So we have to think it's more substantial than a voice part. No, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know. 
And that's the, the both brilliant and frustrating thing about a one and a half minute trailer. How yeah. long have we got now to stew over this until the proper trailer is released? Uh, seven months. Why seven months? Until it comes out. Oh, I know. Oh, no, well, the proper trailer well, is not answering, is it? Well, no, it's not. It's just going to probably beg more questions, right? So exactly, that's what I mean. It's like seven months until we know. I mean, we're in April now. You've got D23 in August, and you've got Comic Con in July. My money is they drop one trailer in July and another trailer in August, um, because it's the, it makes sense, and yeah, it does actually, it's yeah. when they get the most amount of traction. So, yeah, I mean, I remember having a conversation on this on on, on this podcast where I said to you and Dave that there is no there was no not no point. I just I completely understood why they saved the trailer for celebration rather than dropping it in the um, in the Super Bowl. And after seeing it, I totally know why they did it. Would you agree with that? Or do you think they still sort of dropped why? the Super Bowl? Why? Why? Yeah. Because the way that they dropped the name at the end of it and the trailer and the panel before it and everything that was discussed before it and everything that's being discussed after it, even throughout Celebration, it has prompted more conversation than it would have done in the Super Bowl. Because in the Super Bowl, you're dropping a trailer amongst other trailers, right? Yeah potentially could get lost dropping that trailer wouldn't have got lost by the way i don't think it would have done anyway but i, I, I don't think it would have done but like, it wouldn't have got lost but no. you get more focus you have a star wars convention for five days and you kick it off with this trailer do you the amount of movie websites facebook pages twitter feeds that i have seen that are still talking about this trailer since friday that's mm-hmm. over 48 hours where they are actually still talking about it i, I saw one where it was there was a i think it was movie web on facebook they joked okay it's been two days of star wars when can we start talking about avengers again right yeah Be- because that's coming out in just in what in, in you know that's coming out in a couple of weeks so the fact that it has this traction it's a win-win for star wars well the trade the trainer might not yes and no certain yes, people no. but well, it depends. Oh. Like, it depends, though, Alex. And you know, it, like, it, I'm, not, I'm not disputing the fact that the timings work really well, right? But like, and I know we all have our friends who all sort of think the same, right? And that's why they're our friends. But the five people that I've spoken to about this trailer, and I asked them to tell me what they thought about it before I saw it, they were like, "Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to bother with that film." But these are like very casual people that went to the last two films. Because they were just like, is that the best they can do? A fourth Death Star film out of six and bring back the Emperor. There's no mention of there being a Death Star in this film, though. We saw it. It's a blown up Death Star. It's not an I know, active... but, but, but we saw it again. Yeah, but it's, wreckage of a, it's a wreckage of a weapon. They, they've done that in The Force Awakens. They did it in every single Star Wars movie. That's nothing new. Didn't have to go back to it again. It it, cre- it created a buzz amongst the fans that, oh my God, it's the Death Star. Against hardcore no. fans, yeah. No, but who expected to see it? I, do you know what, Alex? I, I, do you remember when we had that debate about Star Wars could be dead? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I genuinely think if this film doesn't find its audience, we could be looking at a future of Disney Plus and Star Wars. No, I agree with that, 100%. Well, they've, they've already said that there's going to be a hiatus, didn't they? Yeah. So. 
unless there's a huge like misdirection, there's a chance. I mean, it depends how they do the Star Wars, right? I mean, if they if they do the, well, let's, I mean, we don't really have time to go into the Mandalorian because we spent an hour and fifteen talking about the trailer. But, but if you if you did watch the Mandalorian, I know you didn't, Alex, but if you watch the the crowd reaction to the Mandalorian <clears throat> compared to the reaction to this film, the Mandalorian got such a bigger cheer, such a bigger cheer. And and if you what if you go into what it's all about and the time it's set in and I know we're not going to go into it, right? Fair enough. But it was brilliant, and it was new, and it was different, and it was interesting, and it's where you're like, wow, this is exciting. I don't feel excited about this trailer. I just don't. I think it's interesting. I think it raises questions. Isn't that the whole point of a trailer, though? No, because you're supposed to feel excited. You know, if I was into Star Wars, I'm not sure it's like I'd be like, wow, I definitely want to see that. It's it's a trailer that is a minute long. You aren't going to get... Unless you give away key points of the story, which people don't really want to see in a trailer. Some might do. But if you want a trailer that gives away the story, then what's the point in going to see the movie? For me, I want a trailer that shows me what can be, what might be, and then asks me the questions of why I want to then go and see it. I'm, I'm, I'm aware Mera hasn't spoken right, but if you look at the very first trailer right where it set it all up this is i'm talking about the force awakens obviously it's been a long time so it's very different the music was a bit more upbeat for a start right and it ends with that chewy we're home type thing the second one ends with luke saying it's time for the jedi to end this one didn't end with anything it ended with the emperor a lot it ended with the cackle didn't but so what and there's and leia's theme is throughout So, so they're playing Leia's theme is is the most, you know, is the music basically, and then then the cackle. Would you say it's an exciting trailer, Mira? I, in some aspects, for me, yes, but it did touch on the nostalgia for me. Right. I. But I have more questions seeing it a few times now than when I did it first. My first reaction was, oh my gosh, I think this is, you know, a Star Wars feel. But again, you know, it's got Lando, I see Leia, I see the metal, I see little things here that are, you know, taking me back. I mean, I'm a 42-year fan, you know, so I'm seeing it from that, from the first point of view. Um, but I have so many questions yeah. that I'm half afraid to ask them because I don't know if I want the answer, if that makes sense. No, and yeah, I get that. But and, and Alex, okay, here's a question for you then, okay? Seeing as right now it's the Clone Wars panels on, right? Mm-hmm. When you watched the trailer for Clone Wars is back, how excited were you? And were you more excited for that or for this? Me personally? Yeah. I'm more excited for episode nine. Than the Clone Wars one? Yeah. Don't, well, hold on, let me start again. It's not that I wasn't excited about the Clone Wars, because the Clone Wars trailer looks epic. Yeah. But at the end, when I saw this, and I'm paraphrasing a friend of mine that tweeted this, it looked like Star Wars, it sounded like Star Wars, and it smelt like Star Wars. Yeah. That's, that's what you want from a trailer. 
There was okay. nothing. There was nothing about what we saw that didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Right. I have to agree with that. As as somebody who has lived and breathed with Star Wars for thirty eight years of their life, almost seeing that was was a great re- <sighs> cleansing. The palate is a bit extreme because it's. I get what you mean, though. I get what. I had more. Sorry. This no, that's okay. I had more of this. We're very passionate about that, and I like this. Um, I had more of this that description that you just said, Alex, with this trailer than I did the Last Jedi. Now I didn't hate Last Jedi, but I didn't have it feel like Star Wars as much as this one. If you could see me right about now, my right, I'm giving you two massive thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> because that, that's exactly how I feel. Disagree so much. Yeah. I, we'll have to wait I- and see. I mean, just because the last Jedi wasn't a good film, the trailer looked epic. Yeah, it did. The shots of Act 2, the way that it went into the breaking of the ground with Ray. The was beautiful. The thing that that took me out of that was the fact that the end of it was Luke saying that the Jedi must end. But as but, as as soon as he said that, I was like, wait, hold on. With this, I didn't think, wait, hold on. At the end of, her, of that cackle, I thought, oh, my God, give me more. Honestly, at first I thought it was Luke. <laughs> Until I was like, wait a minute, that's the <laughs> You know, like Luke saying, ha, 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 on you, but no. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, everything, as you say, it's all personal, right? It's Absolutely, all it is. And, and yeah. as someone who is more of a, from the period of the prequels than the originals, Mm-hmm. And I think that does matter, and I've said that before. Okay. I was much more excited by the Clone Wars trailer than I was by this, and I was definitely much more excited about the Mandalorian. Dude, I'm only four years older than you. There's not a big difference. There's not that much of a big difference. Yeah, but you know, you, uh, okay, so like a fifty-year-old man. So, as somebody, well, excuse me, what does that make me, <laughs> you old hag? Anyway, um, <laughs> he's not at all, by the way. <laughs> I'm joshing. I'm joshing. Um, being there at the beginning, I am very, very, very excited about The Mandalorian, even more than anything right now. And that's saying something, because I love the Skywalker saga. So let's mull over that a little bit. We'll talk about The Mandalorian at another date. But but I am so excited about this Mandalorian, more than The Clone Wars, more than Episode Nine. I don't know why. I just know that it is... I, I cannot, cannot wait for this. Uh, these stories and these going off in this direction well not even going off I mean it ties in I mean it's right after the Empire fell right yeah but it's exciting it's fantastic you see this you know trailer for this or any tidbits that you can see I'm just like this is these are stories that you want to see yes I want to see this saga end and I want it to to cater to all of us if possible people who hate it or love it I, I don't know give us a satisfying ending I go back to that and I will go back to that because I love the Skywalkers there is good in them and I want to see this good be overall Makes sense. If that's me being idealistic then that's me being you know the whatever how old I was in 77 seeing this starting um, I, I love the prequels for what they gave us. I, they're not my favorites. The OT is more me. Um, this sec, this third, well, whatever installment, I'm not in love with it, and I, but I don't hate it. 
but I, I it, for me, it has to end royally, victoriously, somehow that's just like, even if it's not victorious, it is the spirit of Skywalker. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And yet the Mandalorian is taking me into a place in between these chapters that's just ex- as exciting. Mm. My story, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a problem for Star Wars in that they, they, you've gone into celebration where arguably the, the highlight was going to be the Mandalorian because it was so different and interesting. And so the, the trailer was always going to be a bit <clears throat> difficult. But, I, I mean... Like I say, I, I will still go watch it, and I'm still going to go with an open mind, and I'm not going to go in with that prejudice sort of, if my head cannon doesn't happen, this is the worst film ever type attitude. But I just, it wasn't, I don't know, it, it just went somewhere where I just, for the last two years, really hoped that they didn't. And that's, that's just what I found a bit sort of, ugh. It's funny you say that, the way you said that. The biggest thing this weekend was The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. I, I well, it's huge. Yeah, because it's coming up. But they had to do something for episode nine that was key. So for me, well, in my opinion, anyway, the most important thing that I wanted to get again to your point, at least, very personal. The thing I wanted to get most of it is what is going on with episode nine. Yeah, yeah. And the Mandalorian, I had this. Is, <laughs> I think the thing is the Mandalorian. I had. I have a lot of faith in it working because you got. Favreau, you've got Filoni, and you've got a swarm of directors that know exactly what the hell they're doing to make a TV show. Absolutely. With with the Clone Wars, again, you've got Filoni at the helm doing exactly what he knows doing and what he does best. Yeah. So for yeah. me, this was kind of key because it was where is it going to go after what happened with Episode Eight? Mm-hmm. How are they going to approach it? And for me, it, that had to become the key thing. And like I said, for me personally, this was what I wanted to get the most out of this because this is the end of the franchise, right? Yeah. Well, well, not the franchise. I mean, <laughs> that sounds a bit schmack. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the end of the Skywalker saga. Maybe. And yet, this trailer doesn't even come close to getting us any closer to being the end of the Skywalker saga because something you started at the top of the podcast was it's the rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. yeah, like how is this working? Yeah, and okay. you know we 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 are slowly running out of time, and I'm really sad to say that. But um, mm. we're getting to a point where that it's the end of the saga. Yeah, but we don't know how. But you shouldn't. You're absolutely right. You shouldn't. But I do. I, I'm, I'm perhaps saying the same point in a different way, right? Yeah. But I, I'm I'm so invested into the end of Clone Wars. Because I loved it for so many years and I got to the end of it, right? Mm. The Mandalorian gives me new hope of something that's brilliant in Star Wars, right? And and judging by the budget, the people involved with it, the cast, it looks like it's going to be something that Mm. might top Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With this film, this, this sequel series, right? I don't feel emotionally invested in the characters. I've not particularly enjoyed it. I don't really feel that emotional connection to it the way that I do the Clone Wars or the way that I'm hopeful mm. of the others. And I think I think that's because they did such a bad job on the last two films for me in total because it didn't go anywhere. And so it's hard for me to like just be like super, yes, can't wait for this final thing or this thing that 
and we've discussed this on the podcast, we find it hard to care about the main characters. Yeah. I find it really hard to get motivated for that. And so, like, I just, I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's so difficult, like you say, Alex. Until you've seen another trailer in the film, it's, it, it's, it's all just speculation and guesswork. But I go back to it. it just, I'm not invested in the series, and that trailer didn't excite me. And that's just a personal thing, but... It, it's funny, I was going to say that we, we need to start wrapping up because of the fact that we've been going for an hour and 28 minutes. Um, sure. <laughs> and I was going to ask you for your final thoughts, but I kind of think that was pretty much it. Yeah, absolutely, that would be my final thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm questioning a lot more, you know. I know what I want, I know what I wish. But um, Ali did say that, as we've talked before, that I'm not emotionally invested in these new characters in this this last trilogy. Um, so I'm not sure how they're going to do all this. Uh, I still want my I want my um, I don't know satisfyingly happy ending, if you will, and I hope we get it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, my final thought would be, right, right now, I'm watching the Clone Wars. It's another trailer bit for the new season, right? And it's Ahsoka on a speeder going through Coruscant, and I'm like, I cannot wait to see more of this. Didn't feel like that about the trailer teaser for Episode Nine. I mean, if we're being argumentative about the Clone Wars just a tiny bit, you could have thought, they should have just let Ahsoka go. It's like, why, why keep bringing her back? Well, because... Yeah, uh, yeah, well, we, we yeah. kind of know why because of what's, what might happen well, in the Mandalorian and the, and the Rebels and stuff. Well, we know what happens in Rebels, right? Just let her go away and come back again. It, you, you kind of, I understand, you could use it, it's a double-edged sword, you know, yeah. because I, I love Ahsoka. And I've said this in the past, that she's my favourite, right. which is great. The, the, more, so, so, the more Ahsoka, the better. But conversely... She left the Jedi Order at the end of season five. Why are you now bringing her back? It's right. like, let her off do her own adventures and she comes back in Rebels. Yet all of a sudden, a couple of years later, she pipes up in Clone Wars again. It's like, you are a Jedi, you're not. I don't know, maybe that's too black and white. But <laughs> it's, it's one of those... No, it's things. a great question. It's, it's, it's like yeah. seriously worth asking. But um, it's no, I, I take your point. I take your point. But with that in mind, um, it has been a great debate with the two of you about an, an, a minute and a half trailer can um, you imagine what it'd been like if dave was on this <laughs> well i'm starting to think of what if when the next trailer actually comes out and the, the, the proper trailer drops we're going to need at least a couple of podcasts to dissect it let alone the movie i've got a horrible feeling you, you you're going to have to go through this again with dave at some point uh, maybe we should just let andy and dave have their own one <laughs> 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 there you go guys that's your challenge when i know you're not listening to this <laughs> but we are the jedi council uh we are here to talk about everything and anything star wars uh you can find us uh on the website we are www.the-jedi-council.com um, we are on twitter we are at the jedi underscore council we are on instagram we are at the jedi underscore council underscore tjc we are on facebook we are at tjc the jedi council or just type in the jedi council you'll find us as well you can find our podcasts 
on multiple different locations. We are on SoundCloud. Like and subscribe. We are on uh, Spotify now. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are on Spotify. Follow us. You will get the latest versions piped straight into your subscription. We are on player.fm. We are on Podbean. We are on a variety of different podcast apps that you can find us on. Uh, interact with us across all social media channels. We love to get involved with, great, with all the conversations that we have. And before I do close out, I just want to say a very big thank you to the guys over at Lego. Uh, they have recently interacted with us quite a lot and given us some really good details or some wicked um, sets that are coming out, some new products and new press releases, and that we are in our great debt of thank you to the guys over at Lego. Please keep, the, please keep it coming. We love hearing about everything uh, and anything Lego that is related to Star Wars. You know, we have a Mr. Lego on our podcast. You know, we can't do any more than that. So, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, may the Force be with you. Remember, the Force will be with you always. I love it. <laughs>